Broadcasting live to the world now, it's Sheila Zelensky. This is a very sinister Luciferian eugenics plan. These spineless weasels preach what people want to hear. They replace repentance with dreams of the good life. Mindless minions. Dying daily, taking up your cross, suffering and sacrificing have been superseded with name it and claim it. as dark as I know it looks out there, the good news is that God is advancing his kingdom. And it's very exciting to be a part of his great commission. It's Sheila Zelensky. Zelensky Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, end time watchwoman, Sheila Zelensky. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Sheila Zelensky Show for this Friday, May 29th, 2015 edition. Folks, I broadcast every day at 6 p.m. Eastern right here on Worldwide Christian Radio and WINB, and you can listen in high-def stereo sound at WeekendVigilante.com. Folks, I'm very excited about my guest today. You all know my good friends and wonderful former co-hosts, Doug and Joe Hagman, the dynamic father-son investigative duo from HagmanandHagman.com. Doug and Joe, it is wonderful to finally have you on the show. Welcome. It's great to be here with you, Sheila. Thanks so much for the invitation. I want to congratulate you, by the way. And I mean, you are, are blazing trails like no other. And I just want to say, great job. It's great to be in the trenches you know, with you. And we really appreciate everything you do. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always fun to, to be on the radio with you. And it's always a great show. And, and let's get right into it. Well, thank you. And it goes both ways. So ditto. Well, guys, <laughs> lots has happened in the last six months. Things have absolutely reached Caligula level craziness. We've never, ever in history before seen the kind of full spectrum insanity going on. I mean, forget wine open borders, ISIS, Jade Helm, militarized martial law looming, the nightmare TPP, the FCC trying to shut us all down. But hey, Never mind that, because, hey, the Spanish flu is back and the avian flu is here. Riddle me this, Doug and Joe. Why does the CDC and Mr. Eugenics himself, Slick Billy Gates, hold the patents on all these pandemics? Why is Monsanto giving these mega cash infusions to companies to develop deadly vaccinations while forcing us to eat these sci-fi frankenfoods? And you couple that with one of our main sources of protein being obliterated, chicken and eggs. And if that's not bad enough, well, you'll all be soon bowing down to the pagan pantheistic mother Gaia death cult because the Pope says so. Remember, you guys have this clip, what Orwell said, if you really want to look at a vision of the future, imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever. That's a vision of now. Doug, weigh in on where do we start with all this abhorrent bad Twilight Zone episode? 
Oh, that's a good, well, and not too big of a question. I'll, I'll start out and I'm going to kick it to Joe. I'm a big picture kind of guy. So I'm looking at this in, in a big picture sense. Every headline that you see out there, everything that, that uh, we're being force fed by the captive corporate media is by design. So uh, having said that, looking at this in a, with using a wide angle lens, a wide view lens, here's the bottom line. The Illuminati elite, scientific elite, they've got a plan for destroying the population. I mean, they want to bring the population down uh, from where it is now to half a billion people and then maintain it at, at that level. And the remaining people, aside from the elite, will be the uh, slaves for the elite. This is their mentality. This, I mean, this is planned really uh, From Henry Kissinger's memorandum 200, state memorandum 200, uh, talking about taking nutrition out of food and curbing the population through the eugenics of starvation to Bill Gates today. Uh, just the other day says he his biggest fear is that up to you know thirty plus million people are going to die in less than a year from some uh, disease he he states in his lifetime he says I rate the change of a nuclear war within my lifetime as being fairly low but I rate the chance of a widespread epidemic far worse than Ebola in my lifetime as well over fifty percent and this is the guy who owns and is the money behind Monsanto and is the money behind the vaccinations and pushing these vaccinations. And we've seen legislation in California where they're trying to implement mandatory vaccinations as well as um, national bills trying to do the same. But they talk, Bill Gates talks about that and estimates that the next Spanish flu-like epidemic could kill as many as 33 million humans in less than 250 days. Exactly. And again, in the wider picture, I mean, history tells us the idea of a scientific elite, and that's who we're talking about, ruling the world goes all the way back to Atlantis uh, and the philosopher Plato, who really supposedly got many of his ideas from Atlantis. And Atlantis was ruled, now, you know, we're talking about some mythology perhaps, but it was ruled by 12 godmen. They were the elite and made all the decisions. Plato, for example, called for a number of kings to rule the world. Similar views, if you advance us, you know, go forward, they were advanced by the Fabian Socialists in the late 1800s in England. H.G. Uh, Wells mapped out a plan for the ruling scientific elite. So we've got a scientific elite that are gathering together. And when you talk about H.G. Wells, for example, him and his fellow Fabian Socialists were directly involved, and this is important, uh, they were directly involved in occult societies, despite the fact that they were perceived as atheists and humanists. And what do we see today? We see a whole bunch of so-called godless people. That's wrong. No, they're, they're worshiping Luciferian deities. Huxley, uh, Bertrand Russell, others believed in the creation of this all-powerful big brother government, world dictatorship. What are we seeing? Push for world dictatorship. Wells, other members of the elite embraced the theories of, for example, Charles Darwin believed in population control in allowing only the fittest to survive. The bottom line here is the elite that we see today going off of the historical accounts from Plato to the Fabian Socialist to, you know, forward. They have the cold-blooded plans to kill what they what they perceive as an inferior or inferior races. Yeah, and enslave know. the rest through a totalitarian Absolutely. or authoritarian, right. uh, cashless society, biometric, technological revolution. And, and see, all of these stories, like the one you just mentioned, these accounts, the avian flu, the uh, Spanish flu, all of these, in my view anyway, uh, this has been planned for population reduction. I mean, they need to call the population in, in their sick, twisted, convoluted, Luciferian minds. 
people better wake up to the fact that we're being gamed here. There's a plan for a global dictatorship, and it's imperative for our survival, your survival, and the survival of the listeners and the listeners' children and grandchildren uh, to pay close attention to, to what this plan is. But, you know, uh, Sheila, people, and we talk about this, uh, they're so lulled to sleep by entertainment, the stresses of everyday life created by the very people who are uh, have their boot on the necks of the people. So also throw in here subtle forms of mind control that people can't see what's happening right before their very eyes. And, and people listening to this broadcast might say, well, what he's saying is, is just a bunch of bunk. Well, yeah, I would expect that because of the, that subtle uh, covert mind control mm-hmm. that's being waged upon us. So in a minute, topic, uh, topics like this come up and we start talking about this. People will give you that uh, deer in the headlights look, you know, like uh, <laughs> we don't know that look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And right away they'll say, "Oh, conspiracy theory." Well, th- that that phrase very it's it's extremely deceptive because it it prevents a person from thinking about the conspiracy and accessing the enormous mainstream documentation that's openly available to anyone who is even mildly curious. But that curiosity has been stomped away by the entrancement induced by the globalist. Well, you've connected a lot of very astute dots there on this modern globalization plan. The dark horse of the New World Order is not even communism, socialism, or fascism, but it's something you guys just alluded to. It's technocracy. You mentioned they control the narrative. There's mind control. Our friend Ted Brower talks about the minions sitting on the couch eating their msg bag of doritos with their paint thinner coke and their you know the hd alpha beta wave state with this new high definition absolute mind numbed minions and you know people say well you're mean sheila but yet it's okay for them to depopulate as joe alluded to what did bill gates say 33 million people I 33 mean, million people in less than 250 days he ex- and that's more than the population of can or equal to the population of canada yeah, it is. well and in a recent conference joe in berlin gates said at the risk of worldwide pandemic it's very reckless not to act now you know we need these vaccinations and we need to implement mandatory vaccinations i mean the fact that cops are stopping people and forcing them to give dna analysis and the fact that mandatory vaccinations are coming now you've got this really bizarre situation where now this is stunning i don't know if you saw this joe and doug but there's a very newly released document and so why i'm talking about this is because in my book green gospel i i dedicated not only a chapter to depopulation but i springboard into this good old patron green saint of the environment the pope and now the vatican's pontifical academy is issuing get this a planetary regime. It's a planetary climate regime because there is a climate crisis, guys, and we need to do something fast. Did you ever think that you would see the Pope issuing one of the world's largest climate encyclical and meeting with Congress, inking side deals with the UN? This is pretty shocking behavior, isn't it? Absolutely. And Sheila, I want to thank you for sending the uh, actual document. I had not seen the document. What I had seen is the Pope's comments and the uh, statement that he would release a more comprehensive report on the subject. But yes, to see the Catholic Church take up the charge of quote-unquote global warming as we've been, uh, it's been shoved down our throats by uh, these liberal scientists and, and data manipulators, 
Um, what they're not taking into consideration is not just that the Earth is warming, but they can't explain how the ice caps on Mars are melting and how it's the whole solar system from the sun. And, you know, we have Stan Deo as a guest on, and he is a, a expert in physics in, in this area. And, you know, for the Al Gores of the world, the people who actually have the biggest carbon footprints usually are the ones out there calling for these cap and trade deals. What it is is just a monetary scheme and also a scheme of uh, government regulations and bureaucratic red tape. And they're trying to implement this to continue to tighten the money supply from the public and get those into the hands of the uh, elite. And it's more of a control apparatus than anything to protect the environment. Yeah, t t two things, Sheila. 30 years as an investigator, I'm going to tell you something right now. You follow the money, that's number one. And number two, it's all about control. So um, you've, got, you've got the people who are making a, a heck of a lot of money off of this uh, climate change stuff global warming as they call it and now now of course the buzzword uh, climate change sure there are some anomalous occurrences and they say that this is a uh, from a huge increase in carbon dioxide which is what we exhale and it is from you know methane emissions but what they're failing to disclose is that you know they have continued to cut a lot of the the methane comes from the ocean. They're having these huge methane releases from the oceans. And we just had a recent volcano eruption in Japan that releases more carbon dioxide into the air than, you know, a hundred years worth of uh, the Industrial Revolution, we'll say. There have been examples used in the past where uh, Mount St. Helens, we'll say, uh, emitted enough carbon dioxide for a hundred years worth of the Industrial Revolution. This is nothing about protecting or helping the environment. This is all about control, money, and over-regulation through government bureaucracy. Yeah, and, and Sheila, just to drive this home to people listening to this, if you don't think this is going to affect you, uh, I was talking to a contractor here recently, and <laughs> I don't know how we got on the topic, but he was talking about water heaters, water tanks, water heaters here in the United States. Well, the government now is going to be issuing controls where they have to be even more efficient. There's going to be insulation added, uh, certain things changed. And it's not, you know... Hey, look at the water wars in California. I mean, even though there is yeah. a drought right now, you see that the big oil has been exempt from any water restrictions, as well as other... There was another Golf sector of corporate... Too. Yeah, and corporations that are being exempt yet. Uh, some residents are being threatened to be fined $500 or even have their water shut off if they use too much under uh, these new guidelines. But yet there was a church in San Francisco that's been dousing their, their outer court hallways because homeless people sleep there with water. And, um, you know, you see these injustices continue. It is the uh, protected class, the political class, the elitist class, and they are continuing to stomp on the, the throat, as uh, you alluded to earlier, of every working individual in this country. Now with the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership Fast Track Authority going through, the president has the authority to finish the job of creating the uh, one world order, as they have done so through the North American Union, the European Union, and the Asian Union. Now they're tying it all together. And we are going to see more jobs and more manufacturing sectors leave the United States. How is it that these numbers that the federal government keeps pumping out, like unemployment at 5.6%, how does that work when there's 94 million unemployed people in this country? Almost one-third of the people in this country are not employed, but we have a number of 5.6 unemployment. It <laughs> makes no sense. No. 
No, it absolutely does not make sense. (laughs) Well, speaking of not making sense to me, Doug and Joe, the EPA classifying CO2 as a deadly pollutant, isn't that convenient that the very building block of life, the chemical compound that is essential for life, is being demonized? My question is this, Doug and Joe, if they're so concerned about the plants why don't they increase CO2? Everybody knows that if you increase CO2 in a greenhouse, why would you cut back on CO2? And and again, I get into this extensively in my book, but Marx would have salivated that the idea of hijacking the very air we breathe as a political tool of weaponizing food, water, the population, because again, as Thomas Malthus said, hey, this runaway population, it's got to be curbed. He actually predicted that in 2009, there would be 375 million less people on the... I mean, that's the United States gone. These guys yeah. make these wild predictions, and yet they're never held accountable. Like this huckster IPCC, International PACA Climate Crooks. But now, Doug, it's climate disruption. That's their new word. And as Al Gore and his friend said, we are in a climate crisis. In fact... I'm actually on a a desmog blog and a couple other. I'm touted. Here's a title. Sheila Zelensky is a climate criminal and deserves to be locked up. But here's something even more disturbing. And Joe, you and I interviewed Tom Horn last July on the program, and we were kind of stunned. This book, Blood on the Altar, The War, Christian versus Christian, The Coming War, it's not coming, it's here. And not only am I um, on these websites a climate criminal and I should go to jail, but because I talk about homosexuality, repentance, abortion, I've now got a legal suit coming on me for hate speech. Long story, I'll get into it another time, but the truth is now hate speech. The Bible is considered hate speech. Can you even wrap your head around that? Yeah, it's like Coach uh, Coach Dave Dobmeyer says, the truth is classified as hate speech to those who hate the truth. And th- that's the bottom line. And it's interesting because what people don't understand is is the, the homosexual agenda, since you're on this, and, and this really chaps my butt, okay, in, in a big way that people are not getting this. 3%. Uh, yeah. Three, the most of the population. Right. Are homosexual. Yet in a recent poll, it showed that people believe 25 to 30 percent of people were homosexuals. And this agenda is being pushed throughout elementary schools. I saw recently the president is threatening to hold back federal school lunch programs if they don't comply with his transgendered program in schools. And to uh, address your issue of, of uh, hate speech, you being uh, accused of being a hate monger and hate crimes, you know, it's sad to say this, but in today's day and age, that means you're doing something right, Sheila. Absolutely. And, you know, and here's the thing. I like to say this. We don't, this country, America, we don't have a problem with intolerance. We have a problem with tolerance. There should be no tolerance of uh, that which, what is evil and an abomination. And uh, I, I'm sorry. I mean, science proves that uh, and has proven through studies that homosexuality is a behavioral aspect, not a genetic one. Now we can We're argue told that to all hate day long. the sin and love the sinner. Everybody right. is a sinner, and but the the what what really gets me about the homosexual issue? We have an upcoming Supreme Court decision where they are going to, um, I believe, declare homosexual marriage to be. Uh, you know they got away, they done away with traditional marriage homosexual marriage will be the law of the land and uh what gets me about this is the churches like the presbyterian church as a as a whole as a body has went ahead 
and took it upon themselves to make it part of their law to change their definition of race before the Supreme Court, before the judges have made this the law of the land. And that, to me, um, is a slap in the face. And, you know, they're going to get what they deserve. And I'm not, this is not against any one person, you know, any homosexual, anybody, because we're all sinners, as I said. But uh, for the church to embrace a sin and make it part of their uh, doctrine. Yeah, doctrine is scary to me. And, you know, as my dad said, quoting Coach Dave, the people who hate the truth, then the truth becomes hate speech. Back to carbon dioxide. It is a gas that is vital to life on Earth. Uh, it's quoted as being the primary source of carbon in life on Earth. And it is uh, obviously essential to human beings, you know, living, breathing, and, and such. But uh, they've turned everything into a lie. They've turned the truth into a lie. Just like in Romans, it says they've turned God's word into a lie. And the churches have done that uh, with Jesus' words. The politicians have done that with the Constitution of the United States. And the elitists have done that with the truth um, wherever it stands. And there is a war on the truth now. And it is a full-out frontal assault as we see net neutrality. They're trying to take over the Internet, censor the people who are giving the only truth out there to give because the mainstream media isn't doing it, whether on radio, TV, you just can't trust them. They, they've twisted and turned everything to the point where I see Fox News telling uh, potential presidential candidates that they're not going to be viable candidates unless they accept homosexual marriage in this country. The whole thing is upside down and backward. Well, the bought and paid for lamestream talking bobbleheads are always controlling the narrative. And again, I don't know if you saw this clip, but actually about two weeks ago, I played this on my show and the five, you know, those little minions, they were talking about, oh, Alex Jones is a conspiracy theorist. He's a fear monger. I mean, again, they, they pump this information out. Oh, Jade Helm, nothing to see here, folks. In fact, she calls it Jed Helm. And Dave Hodges and I laughed. We said, what is this, the Clampett Showdown? <laughs> you guys mentioned Coach Dave Dobmeyer. They have an incredible project that they have now, the Salt and Light Brigade. And I think this June 14th prayer appeal to heaven based on Second Chronicles 714. It's a solemn assembly in Washington. A lot of people can just get groups to pray. They don't have to necessarily appear in Washington. But I think that's huge because, as he alluded to Judge Kennedy in the swing vote, this is huge. I mean, Ireland just became the first country to legalize same-sex marriage by popular vote. And that is stunning. When you have a Catholic nation legalizing same-sex marriage, how does that happen, Doug? Well, it's a problem with morality. It's a problem. Yes. It, it, you know, when a nation forgets God is a great book, um, and, and it explains in, in great detail how this, uh, how we approach this, or how we have gotten here. The 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 homosexual aspect, uh, the agenda behind this is so nefarious. It is so. It's been planned out for such a long time. It is based in the. Uh, I mean, it's a Luciferian agenda. The people who are involved here, they don't. They're not after equal rights. There's nothing. No, it's equal not a civil rights issue. That's right. And and one thing I'd like to say with Ireland, uh, at least the pop the the populace there voted it in as a majority. Here in the United States, there's been at least eight or thirteen states that have put a ban on homosexual marriage up for a vote for the within the populace. In every state, they have voted to ban homosexual marriage, and in every state where that has happened, a judge, an activist judge, has overturned their vote on the banning of homosexual marriage as unconstitutional. 
And, and, and I just want to say this as well. If, and I do suspect it will, when this, uh, this uh, decision comes down from the Supreme Court uh, in favor of homosexual unions, if the churches acquiesce to this, the Christian churches, if, if they don't all stand up in unison and say, no law made by man against God's law is a law. In other words, if we don't defy right. you know, this. The standard of God and the standard of man are two separate things. That's right. We need to defy this. We need to say in unison, no, hell no, not here, not with us. We are not going to abide by this. And you know what? The, the more people who can, who can stand together and uh, rebuke these uh, judicial activists, these, this judicial tyranny that's being thrust upon us and, and in a very uh, coordinated fashion, I mean, we need to do this. We need to stand together because otherwise we will hang separately or have our heads lopped off separately or be in a re-education camp separately or, like you, be the defendant in some obscure hate speech lawsuit. You want to sue me for telling the truth? Hey, why don't you try to sue everyone? You know, let's clog up the system. This is Cloward Piven. Let's go ahead and clog up the system by, by everyone standing up and saying we will not submit to your ungodly laws. Well, it's so Hegelian dialect, problem, reaction, solution. It's so, as you just said, Cloward and Piven. You know, it's almost like evil genius, though, when you think of everything that we're being hit with, Caligula level craziness at the intro, because I'm sure you'll relate to this years ago to do a story. It would take us a good week or sometimes a month to get a really bombshell headline. We can't keep up with them. Look at Steve Quell's website. I mean, every day I look at it and I go, are you kidding? There's days I say, that can't be true. I mean, there's just these nightmarish sci-fi headlines. For example, I read the other day, and this, I actually had a jaw drop moment. A father marries his son. Did you see that story? Yeah, I did see that. I saw the headline and I did not read the story. Where are we at in society when a man marries a son? And you mentioned, Joe, the transgender agenda. I was in Vancouver, B.C. I walked into a hotel. I literally did one of those head spins. Forget the little man and woman on the bathroom door sign, those universal, the man with the legs and the woman with a little skirt. It was a man, a woman, and then a half man, half skirt. It was sort of the one leg and then the other half was a skirt. And I went to the lobby and I said, what is this? And she said, oh, that's our transgendered bathroom. I went, oh, good <laughs> Lord. So, I mean, it's like a bad dream you can't wake up from. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, when did all this begin? It began, of course, you know, back in the 60s when we, I mean, it, we, we can pick any arbitrary point. But if you look, when it really began in earnest, we kicked God out of the classroom. We kicked God out of the public square and, and you know then we embraced abortion now we're embracing uh the homosexual marriage when i say we i'm talking about the the country the leaders of the leadership of this country uh, the target really is is the destruction of this country of the united states from within the u.s used to be the moral beacon of the world we are no longer that that's by design and of course you know it, it and um, I, I mean, judgment is about ready to, and judgment is upon us. I should say that uh, divine all, judgment from the Almighty is, is, is upon us. And when we better uh, collectively repent and uh, uh, begin to do what we need to do, play our positions to change what is, uh, you know, what we can. And, and uh, otherwise we're going to have, and, and warn others as well, otherwise we will have blood on our hands for not doing so. 
Rick Wiles is recently on the Jim Baker show in a three-part series. And one of the stunning things that God showed Rick, and he talked about this on his show, and I highly recommend people go to jimbaker.com and look up that interview. Rick Wiles told Jim Baker... God had showed him a vision that when he was to appear on TV, that would be around the time that judgment would be coming. Well, guess what? He just appeared on national TV for the first time ever last week. So Rick also got into this avian bird flu, not only the situation with the poultry and the avian influenza, but the WHO was holding this conference in July this year. And it's pretty clear that the global leader making a vast move to go after the alternative health care as part of the, even part of the TPP leaked documents speak to the fact that the the TPP, get this, will control all seeds and all planting. This will allow the UN and its host corporate sponsors to gain control over all the food and utilize food as a weapon. And I have at least 40 articles, Doug and Joe, with a deep analysis of other leaked documents that address both the Codex Alimentarius takeover as well as other control of food. This is tantamount to using food as a not only a political weapon but a complete subjugation plan isn't it absolutely there is as we said you know a war on truth there is a war on everything that is basically out of the hands of the or out of the control of the government cash for instance they are moving toward a cashless society as different states and different government um, leaders have spoken out about how they need to rid the world of cash so all purchases are under control that way there's no bank runs and you couple that with the uh, food the controlling of food you know the food safety modernization act it was s510 i believe took and made it illegal for certain seeds and foods to be transferred given away sold and uh back to monsanto we've seen what they've been doing for years farmers with you know tons of land have been growing organic crops and across the way, a Monsanto farm will pop up and the uh, wind will blow the, the seeds into the organic farmer's uh, land. And through the cross-pollination, Monsanto, with having a patent on their seed, will be able to claim the land of the organic farmers. It is so corrupt. And they have this control over the food. And they're continuing to this control over the food. And I'll go back to Henry Kissinger's State Memorandum 200, where, as you said, w- uh, food will be used as a weapon. The once, you know, lavish land of America and natural resources of fresh water and, uh, you know, animals to hunt and, and uh, fish to catch is gone. You need a license if you want to hunt. You, you know, the EPA just recently took control over all uh, rivers, lakes, streams, waterways, and even large puddles. That was uh, an actual large puddles was in the uh, definition there. And what they're doing is they're boxing out the average citizen. They're doing it in the economy with jobs and with cash. Uh, they're doing it in the food industry. By This is why everybody in you see commercials or hear commercials that 90% of Americans try to eat healthy, but none, you know, barely any reach their goal. What you spoke of is the uh, avian bird flu that we see here in the U.S., and I don't know if it's reached into Canada yet, but we were reading articles last week where it talked about you know 30 to 40 million birds have been killed, and they're already talking about a shortage of turkeys for Thanksgiving, a rise in prices in eggs and milk and, and poultry. Um, you know, whatever they're happening, whether this is by chance or, or being done on purpose, it's creating the perfect storm for this governmental takeover of all things, uh, regardless 
of the Constitution or laws, you might as well throw that away because we are no longer under a constitutional republic. We are under a democratic, socialist, uh, communist society. And the um, American person, American civilian, does not have the rights that they once had. The government now uh, crosses any boundaries that they want. And from the IRS to the EPA, these scandals keep mounting up. Uh, even the president has recently, documents have been released about him and Hillary Clinton funding ISIS behind the backs of the American people. No uproar over that. It seems like the country's in shambles. Those of us that are trying to tell the truth are being ridiculed and marginalized by the uh, elite bankrolled mainstream media, which is just leading the sheep to the slaughter. And it's very sad to see happening, especially when you're trying to tell the truth to somebody not for your own benefit, but for the benefit of the majority. And yet you're the one that's looked upon as the bad person. And in your case, you know, having to answer to litigation. The scripture tells us that this would happen, that the people would hate the truth. And as in the days of Noah, as it says it will be in the coming of the return of Jesus, everybody had one mind and they thought nothing but evil continually. We are seeing that mindset come back. Well, yeah, even within the church, and the church is in such a stupor. And what does it take to get the church to wake up? Dave Dobmeyer said something on my show, and I had to laugh. He said, you know, the gays are organized. When there's an issue, man, they descend on D.C. like a swarm of mad locusts. But you get Christians to do something? Are you kidding me? They're never around when you, no. you when there's a big pressing issue. It's just kumbaya, let's join hands, let's coexist, let's not offend anybody, let's just all be nice and let's all play nice well doug and joe i guess you and i we don't play nice <laughs> but let's connect some dots here what is very stunning to me though think about this what does main street look like here when food is being targeted soon you have no proteins we just mentioned the tpp and the codex going after natural remedies and why will you have to go to your doctor to pay a hundred dollars for a bottle of vitamin c you can buy in a store for five bucks and what does main street look like with joe lunchbox care goes to his atm gets out cash and there's none there and now you have a situation not just the cashless society joe but think about should china decide to back their currency with gold gold, then the price of metal would have to increase 50 times to be able yep. to recover the enormous money supply that, that they and the rest of the world have printed over the past decade. The world is rushing headlong back to a gold standard with the U.S. being the primary opposition since it would mean an end to their petrodollar reserve currency. But the world no longer needs a Bretton Woods moment to transact in a new global reserve. And when China finally does announce a gold-backed currency or gold-backed trade note along the new Silk Road corridor, more than 50% of the population will no longer, think about this, folks, be using the dollar for any form of trade. And that critical mass will make gold the new reserve by de facto choice. Uh, you're exactly you're exactly correct boy you said a lot there i mean the the dollar as a world reserve currency is on its yeah, way out yes now as what what you said pertaining to gold is true i'm not sure that they will allow that to happen due to the amount of people here in the states and across the world who have purchased gold and silver but i think that's a small amount though joe it is but um they're going to come for guns. They're going to try to suppress the ability. And that, I believe there will be pockets in the more rural areas of the country where people will be able to barter and trade. But how does it look in Main Street, in regular cities, uh, especially uh, major 
metropolitan areas like New York City, Los Angeles, people are going to be killing each other over food. They're going to have to be protecting their families for the most basic things that we take for granted today. And this is one thing, uh, if I could say anything or people would take anything away from this, always pray and be grateful for what we have because you never know when the day is coming when we won't have it. And so many things we have in America and in the Western world um, that people in the world have never had, even throughout history, you know, running water, plumbing. We look at these as, as everyday things that we have the ability to have and we don't think twice about using them. There's going to be a time that's coming when those, I guess you could say, delicacies are not going to be available. We need to spiritually be prepared first and foremost uh, with the Lord, and then we need to prepare our minds and our, our, our bodies to be able to survive in a collapsing country where there is no law, there is no order, there is no monetary system, and there is no supply and demand chain. It's uh, a lot to fathom. It sounds depressing. It sounds like it would be terrible, but the Lord also told us he did not give us a spirit of fear. And this is why I say our spiritual preparations need to be first and foremost, because if we have those, we'll be able to get through whatever else is in our way as long as the Lord's on our side. Without the Lord, people will be eating each other. They'll be tearing each other apart, their own families apart. Well, you're so right. And I think this descent into total and abject tyranny is almost complete. You look at Obama's latest executive word of the National Defense Resources Preparedness Act. He's granted himself the authority to declare peacetime martial law. We're very blessed to be able to interview incredible guests over the years. And of all the guests that you've had on, and when you think about the information that's been conveyed, and we're so blessed to have that platform, when you look at the culmination of everything, Doug, because I don't think anything could surprise you at this point, but what really does surprise you the most in all this? Wow. Um, in my view, what surprises me the most are these milk toast, intellectually and morally bankrupt, effeminate, metrosexual men? <laughs> okay, who know more about baseball, basketball, football scores, and who care more about uh, going out for a, a beer than they do about caring for their families? And and frankly, that to me is a sin. It surprises me that that we have uh, before us or. Uh, this generation, the millennials, uh, and perhaps maybe I should be to blame as well. Well, I look at Joe and, and uh, differently, but you know, I mean, have we raised this generation of idiots, of morons? And I'm talking by definition. Okay, uh, or, or have we allowed? I mean, why are we allowing this? Why are we rolling over uh, and saying, "Go ahead and have your way with me"? Why aren't more people standing up? One of the things that really, again, that really fries me is the fact that, uh, and I won't fly because you know. Let me tell you something. Um, I, I have a real problem. Uh, if my daughter, my wife, someone close to me, uh, some TSA agent uh, goes to feel them up, they're going to have a problem, not from them necessarily, but from me. So why do guys out there allow this? Uh, because they want a vacation in the, uh, you know, in Bimini or, or some exotic location, go to an airport and, and allow their families to get felt up, sexually assaulted. I would not put up with this, and we can't put up with this. We have to take a stand. So there's too many people. I guess what's, to answer your question, the surprise there is this 
is this uh, acquiescence to tyranny uh, and, and this inability to, uh, apparent inability by these uh, so-called uh, men who lack the testosterone to stand up and say, no, you're not going to do that. I, I mean, I'm ashamed uh, of, of my gender at this point. I'm ashamed of the men out there. Uh, you know, shame on you for not standing up and protecting your family. And I'm ashamed at the bastardization of, of uh, Romans 13. I'm ashamed at uh, and surprised, I guess, at the number of, of uh, uh, preachers or ministers who say, well, you know, uh, you know we, we have to just, we'll sort everything out later. Let's just go ahead and go along to get along. I mean, where's the outrage? Okay. Where is the outrage? You just nailed it, Doug, because I, and I want to take that one step further. Let's contrast the church in Corinth. It too seemed to be in a mess. And you can see from the course of the church, it needed a lot of theology change. And Paul admonishes them. He said, be on the alert act like men. I think that's in 1 Corinthians 16. And something you just said, if there's ever been anything lacking, anything lacking, it's lack of men. Slowly men in the West, Doug, have become these domesticated and effeminized, emasculated. They won't rise up. They won't stand for anything. They say, oh, you know, too much pressure, too dangerous. What will my co-workers say? What will my church say? What happened, Joe and Doug, to strong, godly men whose zeal for the Lord consumed them more than relationships with people in their apostate churches? And it kind of reminds me of the frog in the boiling water scenario, the frog in the tempered waters acclimated to the temperature until he boils to death. We've really acclimated to this satanic cesspool of sodomites. But then I have to wonder if it's the chemtrails, the GMO frankenfoods, the fluoride in the water, the BPAs, the EMF radiation with all these cell towers and the Wi-Fi. We're being bathed in a toxic soup too. So, you know, they're changing our DNA. So, I mean, that must be part sure. of it as well. Oh, yeah, I, I totally agree. However, I, I think that there's still enough. There's, although this is taking place, and I, and I get that, I understand that. If, if the men of this world, uh, I mean, no, no, nothing upsets me more than to talk with uh, an acquaintance, for example, and have them, uh, you know, kind of shrug their shoulders and say, well, what can we do about it? You know, we, we just do it. I just want to shake these people and say, what do you mean, what can we do about it? Act like a man, stand up, <laughs> do manly things. And let's go out and, and, and let's, uh, let's put our foot down and fight this. And, you know, one person doing like like the TSA I mentioned at the airport, and I say this often, if, you got, if you've got one person that, that rebels against the TSA process, you have an arrest. If you've got a group that rebels against that process, you've got a news story. If you've got a, an entire uh, segment of our population that rebels against it, you've got change. And we need to amass the people and say, no more, not here, and enough is enough. We need to get back to the, the, the moral, spiritual, and integrity character uh, that uh, that we should have had to begin with. And, you know, you look back in 1973, where, where were my parents in 1973? Uh, where were the adults in 1973 to say, no, you're not going to pass Roe v. Roe, this abortion stuff? No, 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 no. 
No, and now it's time we were, the Supreme Court uh, entertaining this absurd notion, this judicial tyranny of homosexual unions, of special rights to, to, uh, to this, uh, this abominable behavior, this uh, anti-biblical, uh, uh, sick, twisted, perverse behavior. And if that's hate speech, well, you know, my email, just go to my website, hagmanhagman.com, send me an email and, and, and make your threats and, and make your little uh, whiny cries. You know, go ahead, because it's not hate speech. It's the truth. But we have to stand up now. I mean, where are we going to draw the line in the sand? I, I mean, it's beyond that time. The line in the sand is, 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 is right here. And I'm standing up, and I'm here to tell you right now, I'm not going to take this, this anymore. And we need to change. We need to be not only just watchmen and blasting the, the clarion calls, but we need to be men of action. And, you know, somebody's got to stand up and, and say, okay, let's go. You, you want to have at it? Let's have at it. And I'm not talking about violent civil war because we can do this in a number of different ways. And I, and I think Coach Dave Dobmeyer, you know, through prayer, through the Salt and Light Brigade, that's the way to do it. But we also have to know when enough is enough. And I think you can read between the lines in that statement. With Coach Dave, what he's doing, uh, ptsalt.com is putting together a – a uh, group of of people who are willing to submit their emails uh, to his organization, and uh, he he says it himself. You know, he's not going to solicit for money. He's not going to send mass emails. He wants the people to join him in prayer, and we need to use the power of prayer. We need to, as uh, Christians, we need to make sure that we are in tune with with Jesus Christ, not with our church, uh, not with our denomination. It's time to throw you know, the uh, dividing lines away. And people who agree that the world, or at least the nation, needs a change, a moral change, um, those people need to come together. You know, There's so much division with, with doctrinal differences, with denominational differences uh, inside of the body of, of Christ. We need to, to put our differences aside, come together under the, uh, the Lord and, and under uh, His truth, and pray that his precepts and that his word are held as the standard. And as long as we do that, our consciences can be clear. And we have done, you know, what we are asked to step out of the box to, um, you know, be spiritually involved, not just with our own uh, spiritual life, but getting others, spreading, proclaiming the gospel of the Lord throughout the whole world and to everybody that we are able to. And I think if if Christians were less focused on you know, their own income, their own uh, status in society, their own, you know, how they appear to others and started caring more about, is this person I'm talking to, are they saved? Do they know about Jesus? This would be a much different place. I think we've got the greatest audience because they're mostly away conservative Christians. But here's the big question, Doug and Joe, not only why is the church not screaming from the rooftops, but they don't want to talk about Bible prophecy or the coming judgment, repentance. They don't want to talk about the fact that 25 to 30 percent of the Bible is prophecy. And considering that many of the prophecies haven't even been fulfilled, when you think about the headlines of today, it's easy to see that America's not at a crossroads. They've passed that juncture. We've taken God out, as Doug said. We've removed God from everything. We've unceremoniously deported him right out of the nation. 
as a people, we've legalized a slaughter of innocents. As you talked about abortion, we've embraced this cesspool of debauchery, abominations from porn to what porn's a $10 trillion industry. We've mocked God. The Bible is clear on the fate of such nations. Why do you guys think that no one wants to talk about the coming judgment as predicted in end time Bible prophecy? Well, from my own personal experience, um, self-guilt, not living in accordance with the way uh, we're told to live, you know, being afraid of the Lord and his judgment. Um, You know, as I said before, we all are sinners and, and the scripture says anybody who says they're not a sinner is lying and is a sinner. You know, it says you're a murderer just for hating your brother. You commit adultery by uh, if you, you know, lust after another woman. It doesn't take the actual actions anymore. And I think people, and Steve Quayle was on our show last night, and he, he said it best that, um, you know, the Lord will forgive you if you come to him with a, a, a pure heart of repentance and wanting to change. But people have the hard time of forgiving themselves. And I think people uh, like myself and others um, have to learn how to do that. Because if the Lord will forgive you for your sins, who are you to uh, hold on to that self-guilt um, and not but, believe in you that? Know, you know, Joe, I, I agree with you. I, agree with you. I, I don't mean to cut you off. No, but, go ahead. Uh, guilt is one thing. But, but uh, I think more to the point uh, to, to answer that question. And in perpetual, you know, people who don't want to change also. Right. But 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 to to really strike at the heart of this uh, uh, Sheila's question, I believe that you've got a bunch of pastors out there, mega churches, and, and even some of the uh, regular churches on on Main Street and cities. Uh, they're more concerned about their lifestyle, the numbers of their church, pleasing mm-hmm. the, the congregation. You know, donations per week. Th- that's right. And, seeker-friendly churches. And, exactly, and, and prosperity gospels. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, that's uh, uh, to me that that's. That's heresy. Well, that's beyond heresy. But but the fact is, um, they are leading this this group of of Christians who are uh, uh, entranced uh, into into hell because they're not uh, preaching from from the Book of Acts. They're they're not telling the truth about. Uh, they're not repeating. It's like uh, Rabbi Khan in the Harbinger, Isaiah nine uh, uh, nine ten, for example. You know, um, there's pride instead of uh, pride and defiance instead of repentance. Uh, Joe, that, that speaks to you. But but I'm I'm talking about the money now. I'm talking about the lifestyles. Um, and and you know, everyone's so afraid of the losing a 501c3 status. Well, screw that. I'm sorry. You know, screw <laughs> the 501c3 status. And yeah. you know, and if What's that offends anyone, sorry about that. Salvation uh, or tax status. Right. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get up there and I'm gonna say exactly what's on my mind. Uh, and if if I want to, if if I if there is a candidate, by the way, who would uh, you know a, a, a pro- promise to repeal the or you know promise to to work against the uh, Roe v. Wade and and all the other uh, abominable uh, sins of uh, that, that we've that we've uh, embraced, then I, I'm gonna say so. And I, and I don't care about tax status and unconstant. I mean, the, the whole thing. Is to enrich the. Uh, it's, it's kind of, we complain about the the uh, 
uh, senators and congressmen and lawmakers who make a career out of uh, and, and make millions off of their positions of power. Well, it's the same thing with, with ministers and pastors. What about them who um, go along to get along just for the sake of making a career and a good cushy lifestyle, never venturing out and uh, uh, you know, talking against sin. No, it's all, come on, we'll forgive you. We'll invite you. You're a homosexual. Come on in. You know, we'll take you in. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I get the fact that we should embrace, you know, the the person. But uh, to condone the sin is doing that person a disservice. And uh, they're going to go, in my view, straight to hell along with the person. And, and it's it's a shame. It really is. And look at this eclectic mishmash of misfits. And I'm not talking about Mark Rubio, Jeb Bush, and Hillary Clinton. I'm talking about Rick Chrislam Warren and Joel. I never preach about sinner repentance. Osteen, I'm blessed. I'm coming up higher. You touched on prosperity. How is it? I would love to know how they've reduced Almighty God, El Shaddai, the Great I Am, to some sort of sky-bound, wish-granting bellhop who bestows cash and cars upon his followers. How do you explain to faithful Christians in other countries that are scraping by to even eat, if they just try harder, oh, God might show some favor because, you know, it's all about naming it and claiming it and it's just unbelievable to me because nowhere in scripture are we promised worldly ease in return for our pledge of faith. In fact, the contrary. The most devout men from the early church usually died penniless with either a one-way ticket to prison or death by torture. So what does being blessed look like? It's not Mercedes-Benz and $10 million mansions like Joel Osteen has. If we're looking for the definition of blessing, Jesus spells it out clearly in Matthew 5, 1 through 12. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs mm-hmm. is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be filled. I wonder if Kenneth Copeland or Osteen or Rick Warren would ever talk about the real definition of blessing. You don't hear it. No, you don't. And, uh, you know, as my dad said, it's the... Um, you know, the churches that want to keep their attendance up, they want to keep their, um, you know, donations up, they want to keep their tax status, they're afraid. Uh, instead of conforming to the precepts and the word and the commandments of the Lord, they've conformed to the world. The world is enmity with the Lord, and um, the carnal nature is enmity with the, with the Lord as well. And sadly, these churches have fallen into a comfort zone with the carnal nature and with accepting the ungodly precepts of man. And as long as the churches in homosexual marriage is, is a, a great example, as I said in the Presbyterian Church earlier, accepted homosexual marriage and changed their definition of marriage before we've even received a Supreme Court ruling on the constitutional change that they're looking to imply. And that tells me a whole lot that the churches are more accepting of worldly um, doctrine, man-made doctrine, and acceptance from the world than they are about acceptance from the Lord and Savior, from the church's uh, father, that which they claim to represent. And Absolutely. it is scary and sad, and it is uh, even more scary to see that the majority of believers in these churches go along with this. Scary indeed. And how sad that today's church, they wouldn't even allow the early apostles, even in their synagogues of Satan, and the sadder part, they'd give Jesus the boot because repentance talk, well, we're not going to have any of that. 
that's mind-numbing to me. But it's also encouraging that we are living in the most exciting time ever. And God will not be mocked. So just remember that all you scoffers and mockers and naysayers. They called Noah a tinfoil hat kook too, I'm sure. But when the rains came, the rains are here, folks. All aboard. Doug and Joe, what do you have planned for your show tonight? And Doug, you have a gig coming up this Sunday. Tell the folks about that. Tonight we are going to do a deep analysis of a number of topics. Uh, so we're, we're going to be hitting the news and analysis a lot harder tonight. No guests uh, on, on tap for tonight. Now Sunday, I'm going to be a guest on Dave Hodge's uh, program, uh, The Common Sense Show, when he moves to his new time. And then... Um, uh, on Monday, Dave's going to come on our show. And hopefully, Shirley, we can get you on our show at some point when you've got the time. Because we could, we boy, we could uh, do a uh, real marathon hashing some stuff out. I mean, you, <laughs> yeah, you, it's long overdue. Yeah, you, you, you have, you've done so much research. And, and I just want to tell your listeners, they're getting a, a, a lot. I mean, a really. Uh, an education by listening to your program because of the topics you cover, the guests you have, and the information you bring forward. And we want to thank you for that. It's an honor to be part of, uh, you know, it's an honor. For people to support you Absolutely. and support uh, those people who are bringing them uh, the truth and people who are, I mean, just like you, Sheila, uh, you know, you have put yourself out there. You have done a fantastic job. You are on the cutting edge. And as we said earlier, it's a pleasure and a blessing to work with you. And, um, you know, we need to stick together and continue to proclaim the gospel of the Lord and, and the truth of what's happening in our world to as many who will listen. And uh, we commend you for, for your job. And we, you know, work together in, in the past and we will continue to work together uh, in the present and into the future. And lastly, I just want to say this, you know, it's beyond time for all of us to gather together, put our differences aside, egos at the door, ain't no room for egos around here. Let's get together. Let's do what is right. Let's do what we're called for. Everyone listening to this program, you've got a purpose you, you for your life. You were born for this time. Start living like it. And And for the men out there listening to this, Find your testosterone, be men, stand up, and protect your wives, your family, and your progeny. Well, well said. Well, and the feelings mutual, guys. We do need to gather together as brethren. What did Jesus say to them? Who are my brethren? Who is my mother? Those who follow me. So that's a perfect wrap-up for tonight's show. I really want to thank you guys for coming on, and I hope you do come back and see us soon. Folks, don't forget to bookmark Hagman and Hagman.com. All the information is linked there at WeekendVigilante.com. Doug and Joe, thank you so much for coming on tonight. God bless, Sheila. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks so much. Folks, that was Doug and Joe Hagman from HagmanandHagman.com. Check out their site and be sure to listen to their show weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The link is on their website and it's all linked there at WeekendVigilante.com. Folks, I just want to remind everyone to bookmark June 14th from 12 to 3 Eastern Standard Time to organize your prayer vigils as per Coach Dave's time of prayer and repentance for the nation. This is really important, people, so please circle it on your calendar. Again, that's June 14th from 12 to 3 Eastern Time. People have been emailing me and asking me when my book is out. And the date the publisher tells me is June 30th, so I'll keep everyone posted. And I believe this information is very timely as I just get into the guts of what the Green Agenda is all about. And I really don't think there's any book like it. No one's really talking about this. Again, that's 
Green Gospel, subtitle, The New World Religion, and I reveal the very insidious underbelly of this pantheistic pagan death cult, and I think every Christian on the planet needs to connect the green dots. Folks, I have an amazing lineup next week. L.A. Marzulli stops by Monday. Tuesday is the always controversial Pastor Steven Anderson. And just a real star-studded lineup next week, folks. And lastly, I'm looking for airtime sponsors. So contact me about that if you want to advertise a product or a service. Email me. And lastly, if you did not hear Carla Boutard yesterday, I hope you do. It's powerful. You can go back into the archives. Join my podcast by going to my website and clicking on the big pink button, Sheila's Podcast. And please do share that show. It is such a gift. She is so anointed. And thank you all for tuning into the broadcast tonight, folks. Have a fantastic weekend. Good night and God bless. If you want a picture of the future, imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever. The moral to be drawn from this dangerous nightmare situation is a simple one. Don't let it happen.